Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, a podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I'm joined by producer Joel. Hey, here I there am. There he is. Here he is. What's been happening, producer Joel? Um, I've spent quite a lot of the last week worried about how big my head looks on Zoom. Worrying about it? Why? Yeah, don't you think? It's pretty but, enormous well, on Zoom. You're, you're leaning in then. It, it gets bigger the closer it is. Ah, uh, that's maybe where I'm going wrong. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. What, what have you been doing on Zoom? Wait. Just chatting to people, Mark. Recording podcasts. What? I know. Other podcasts? Other podcasts. So many. That's all I do all day. You didn't tell me. What? (laughs) It's not your job, is it? It's my job. What What? did you think my job? What did you imagine my job was? Well, I thought we just did this. (laughs) You do. That's what you do, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what we did. I thought it was our thing. (laughs) I suppose I better go and try and get some gigs. Well, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I've been getting gigs. It's all looking good. And then the big news hit yesterday, Joel, that that still, oh, actually, in two minutes' time when we're recording, there will probably be clarity because it's his... Um, a, yeah, a, it's, his, a, it's a weird one, right? So, but could you do a gig as long as there were no group... Like, because people well, can go to a pub and be in groups of six, mm. but a group of seven people can't meet up. I have a feeling that it will be okay if the gig is set out correctly yeah. for example on in brighton at the warren on the seafront mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're all separate tables very spaced out and if you were a group of six and went and sat on one of those tables and that loads of groups of six did i think that i'm hoping that would be okay and where'd you bring up that brighton gig joel because on the 27th of september I'm doing a show there, Sunday afternoon comedy at 1.15. Lovely. With Danny Ward and Gareth Richards. And we're all going to be doing little bits of what would have been in Edinburgh. So a nice hour of comedy and fun. You can get your tickets at the Warren. Comedy and fun. What At the Warren.com or something. Google, it's not the Warren.com. Google, Google the Warren Comedy Brighton. Just Google that. And then 27th of September. and then, Oh, no, just go to my social media, at Jokes Mark. I'll put a link up. There you go. Good little... Oh, look at that. Well, no, well, that's so professional how like, I got into that. That was really slick, actually. Yeah, it doesn't actually seem like Thanks, anyone mate. owns the warren.com. So uh, feel free to buy that domain name. Yeah. If you're a 
rabbit. Uh, if you're if you're a budding <laughs> dot com millionaire. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's crack on with this then, Joe. But Please. Who's on the? Who we got on this week? It's Adele Cliff. Ah, oh, it's only bloody Adele Cliff. Good stuff. One liner comedian. Uh, well, well, we discuss it actually because I don't know whether she would call herself a strict one-liner comedian in their act, but we I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure we went into that. Did we go into that, Joel? You've heard it since I You go it. into that. Good stuff. And more. What's that? And more. It's and not just that. And more. And uh, she, but she is the current 2020 UK pun champion. There's a, <laughs> U- there's a UK pun championships and she won it this year. Um, and we didn't really go into that that much, which... But, which I kind of think that would have been interesting to talk about, that mm. whole process. But since I thought about that, I've now got the 2019 pun champion to come on the podcast. And we're recording that soon. So I, I'm going to dedicate that to talk about that. Because they, they have to, they get given topics and they have to come up with jo- like a certain number of jokes for that topic. And then I find that interesting because how do they try them? Have they got time to try them? Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Anyway, that's the future. But now it's Adele Cliff. So in clubs, we never gig together because we're nope. too similar, I guess, one-liner. Yeah. That just, we just never gig together. And then we gig at the um, one-liner show that Masai mm. Graham puts on in Edinburgh. So I sort of see you a little bit there, but I don't, and I haven't been to your hour before, so are you are you strictly one liner, one liner, one liner, or are are you do you intersperse it with bits? Uh, in hours, I tend to have one liners within anecdotes and stories. So, mm. like my last show was all about uh, sharing and whether or not I was any good at sharing. And I was talking about relationships and current relationships and previous relationships and stuff like that. So there's a lot of one-liners in it, but it's all sort of linked so together the by the premise that I'm trying to tell them a story. Right. So so there, is, it, is it all one-liners kind of weaved or do you come mm. out and do other bits? How do you... I do- sort of... That one, at least, it was one-liners and other like other bits that were sort of weaved in so it wasn't just one-liners that happened to dovetail like like glenn moore's really good at that basically mm. every line of his show is a one-liner but you still feel like he's following a plot yeah 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 it's great yeah mine was mine had like bits where i'm clearly being like this is what i've noticed about this thing so it's no longer one-liners but yeah there's quite a few that yeah because like the one-liners i know of yours aren't particularly in reality are they no like, it's not so huge that's that's the trouble i think because that's the trouble i had when i i mean years ago when i tried to link stuff together like that and then i just worked out that doesn't work for me I'm, yeah <laughs> i'd rather not do it um but when it's too silly then it takes people out of the realism of mm, the story I, think, I suppose i think the thing with stuff like that is like i was talking to glenn about it a while ago before before i did my last show because he's just brilliant and uh yeah and so we were chatting about it and he said what he always does really early on is establish that he's clearly lying to the audience so when he says something stupid he's like you know i'm lying you know i've been lying this whole time don't be surprised i've said something completely improbable (laughs) but yeah i don't know i haven't quite done the same thing like in my last show i was lying to them a lot but yeah. I wanted them to not realise that until later. So <laughs> so <laughs> okay. a lot of the weirder one-liners, I tended to be like, 
this person said this thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I had an, uh, in my last show, one of the things I did is uh, the ex that I kept talking about. I was like, oh, he just had this weird habit of making up facts. So whenever I had a weird one-liner that didn't really uh. make sense for a person to say, I'd be like, he said this. He tried to convince me of this fact, and then it sort of. So would you say that after the joke, like, would you go and that's that's another thing he said, or would you always start it by saying this is something I th- that... I think I mostly started, uh, I mostly did it in a be like, Jack said this, or... Have you got an example of one of those? Um, yeah, let me think of one. So some of them were, th- so, yeah, a lot of the idea was that he would try and convince me of facts that clearly weren't, through, uh, weren't true. So one of them was that um, the thing used to strain vegetables is called a calendar. And I'm not an idiot. That's called the big sieve. Um, but, <laughs> and then, what's another one? If you cu- if you hold a cauldron up to your ear, you can hear the potion. Weird things like that. So, <laughs> where they're obviously not set in the same reality as the show, but you could believably yeah. think that someone would say that to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. this new show that you were writing, is that the same in the same vein as... Before. A little bit. I think it was that this one was less of a story. Like it had a few anecdotes in, but it was more sort of here's some thoughts I have on things that have happened to me, and not just one big linked up story bit. Yeah. So, so being that this podcast about stuff that doesn't work, it'd be quite interesting if you've got some something that, like one liners that haven't worked, but also the other yeah. bits. Oh yeah, I've got. Don't worry, I didn't have time to do most of my previews. Most of the show doesn't work yet. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, cracking! Let's make it work. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. So, you're gonna just keep the same idea, and then you're just gonna add to it throughout this year, and then hopefully the show's gonna be even better next year. Maybe I think there's quite a lot of bits that I was gonna put in the last show that I really like, and I don't want to lose from the next show. So. I don't think it will end up being the same show that I would have written if I'd done it this year, but I'm sure there's bits that mm. I ha- I have written this year or was have come had the idea of this year that will end up in it. I always um, think in an ideal world with a one-linery show or a jokey joke show, mm-hmm. you should have two two years is the perfect time for to make a really good quality show. Yeah, I hope like so. I, it's enough time to write enough jokes that you can bin enough and still have the right amount yeah. left <laughs> yeah but i i like to go every year because it forces me to write so i kind of yeah. look at it as edinburgh's making my club sets really good instead yeah. of have, like the shows are good i'm happy with the shows but my best ever show was after when i did a double act one year and i didn't do a solo so i had two mm. years of jokes built up oh, nice. so hopefully that's the same next year mm. but annoyingly everyone will have had two years yeah but are they all working hard well that's i sort of i based on people i know yes but let's hope (laughs) some people just aren't (laughs) so that there's a chance they'll be you know we can impress people with two years worth of but then who knows when we're going to be able to gig as much we might it might get to next edinburgh and we're still not previewed yeah I just get there and be like, well, I think this works. And I turn up like, no, you've just been in a room for a year and a half going crazy. Yeah. None of this works. <laughs> it's hard when you haven't got an audience to really kind of get a gauge on a new bit before yeah. you try it. Because I think you get, you feel, you just, you kind of get into a rhythm of knowing what an audience likes. Mm. And then if you haven't, 
gigged in front of one for ages. It, yeah, I think that... so. And I think it's sort of different with one-liners and slightly um, more anecdotey bits. But it, it's the same in the sense that it's hard to quite gauge how they'll go down. But mm. with a one-liner, quite often you can tell if you think it's quite good. And if you think it's quite good, it's probably okay. But often your favourite ones aren't the ones audiences prefer. Yeah. But what's quite hard is working out those ones that you do on stage where you're like, I just don't think it's as funny as you think it is. And audiences mm. really like are so hard to pick out when you're writing them on your own because yeah, yeah. you just don't tell them to an audience. So you just write it down and go immediately, well, that's stupid. Move on from that. But yeah. What, so have you made some notes? I've got a few notes. Yeah. You... These are some oh, wow. one-linery things. Oh, don't are worry. This f- is a notebook. I haven't written that many notes for you, Mark. Sorry. This would have been... It would have had my most recent showing, but obviously I haven't written most of it, so there's a lot of blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> so these are bits that you have tried a few times in front of a live audience? Yeah, well, I've got some one-liners, some of which I've tried in front of a live audience, some of which I haven't at all, and then I've got some longer bits that I've sort of tried once or twice. Okay, let's do some one-liners to start and see what we get. Okay. Um, I always get confused between ignorance and arrogance, but that doesn't matter because I'm brilliant. <laughs> it's just not quite there is it it's like yeah i understand the premise of that joke but no why no i i i think i have done that once or twice in front of an audience and i'm like i think to me i think the idea of ignorance is slightly harder to get across like is ignorance in the context of this joke not not caring about something or is it not understanding it Ah, oh, yeah. So, so you think maybe there's too much to think about to really understand it? Yeah, well, it's sort of because the way I've been setting it up is like either I always get confused between or, or I don't know the difference between ignorance and arrogance. And then you've got to decide what half a sentence is going to represent being ignorant. So is it mm. like, but that doesn't matter because I don't know if it not mattering is actually being ignorant because that's sort of just not caring. Yeah, because oh. oh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Have you have you sat down and studied, like, really tried to work out the definitions and? Yeah, well, so arrogance I think is the in, in easy a moment, one to get across. Yeah, I think yeah, in that, the moment it sort of works, and you listen to I it, think, and you're like, that does make sense. I think the arrogance line will get the laugh, a laugh yeah. anyway, and it, but if you can really nail the the ignorance bit, that's when it'll be a big laugh. I think. Yeah. But I don't know but, if it doesn't, because in the moment, I, I don't know if you've got time to really... I guess you don't. I guess, it's close. Yeah, it's it, what, c- it could be something... What happens when you did it? When I've done it, well, the few times I've done it, which is, um, they were in Australia, because I was in Australia before lockdown. So I, they were, I was stacking a few little one-liners at the beginning of a set to, of new ones. So it would be okay, but also I'd only done two jokes so far. So often they were in the phase where they're like, are you funny or we're still working yeah. you out? So, Do you think there's, it makes a difference that you're, you are being arrogant on a, on a basic level of people don't like, like as a comedian, mm. if you're saying you're brilliant? Yeah, I think I do think people don't like that at all, which is another reason why I think maybe that joke would make more sense woven into a a bit like into an anecdote. And then you've sort of created more character around yourself and more character around other stuff. Because if you if you walk on stage as a one liner comedian 
and you do 25 jokes, they might not really find out anything about you because yeah. quite often you, you end up contradicting yourself. So quite often you'll be like, oh, I've got a wife, I've got a girlfriend. And then mm. in the next joke, you don't have a wife or a girlfriend or you'll say something about some relative or you'll imply that you have a hobby that you don't have. So you can get to the end of a whole bit and they're like, well, I, I, I enjoy all these jokes, but what do I know about you as a person? So if you say you're arrogant, there's every chance they'll be like, they're probably arrogant. That that might not yeah, be yeah. the joke. So is is ignorance and arrogance that is that is that a threat? Is are they put together quite often? I mean, the thing is, they're sort of put phrase. together, but they're not like opposites, are they? They quite no. often pair up as in. Is there another? If you're one with arrogant? Ar- arrogant, then you are frequently also ignorant of things too. So yeah, yeah, mm. I, I I like it. It's one of those Thanks. that you've got to well, keep. Well, you know. In the future, when I'm allowed to speak to people again, I might try it again. Report back. <laughs> yeah. What What else have you got? Okay. This one I've never tried on stage because I think it's weird, and I only wrote it a few days ago. Do you uh, think it's weird? Like, yeah. do you think it? You, you think it won't work because it's weird? I think maybe it won't work because it's a bit weird because I don't know where I'd put it in a set, right, so okay. it might just be a bit odd compared to what I would say around it. But we'll see. Mm. Um, it really annoys my friend when I confuse monkeys and apes, but I don't think it's my fault they're so bad at long division. <laughs> That's great. See, it's sort of fine, but then also, what other jokes am I doing around that that will lead into me just suddenly being a mass a section of, uh, of jokes, monkeys. isn't it? It's yeah. got to be. So, so this, so let's have a real look at that. So, people well how to say it again it really annoys my friend when i confuse monkeys and apes but i don't think it's my fault they're so bad at long division yeah why does that annoy your friend is that because they're a bit kind of yeah i think i was when i wrote that i was trying to get it into the context of people being particular about different things so i okay that works that well, at the moment in this joke, it's just my friend, but it might be an actual person who is pedantic about things like that. Did you go straight for long division? or did I you, went what straight was your for process? long division. It was because I was, as I was writing it, I was like, what's something people think is confusing? Um, mm. I don't know if long division is the best one. It feels like the first one that comes to mind, but... Long division. Mm. I, I do quite like long division, but I wondered if there is a, a like a better... I mean, algebra word. maybe is a little I bit I did just shorter. think algebra. Hmm. Yeah, it could be it's algebra. My... Well, it how could... do you word it again? This, this probably annoys people when I'm, they're listening because they've just heard it and remember it. But Well, if they can remember it, they can become comedians because I can't. I need to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the punch. It, it really annoys my friend when I confuse monkeys and apes, but I don't think it's my fault they're so bad at long, at long division. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Only... Maybe algebra. Algebra is funny too, isn't it? The only, if it didn't work, because mm. basically the joke idea is perfect. So if it didn't mm. work, the only trouble would be getting from the setup to long division is yeah. a fairly long sentence. I don't know if it is a... a little bit. Yeah. I mean, because also within that long sentence, it's not the biggest leap ever. But the leap I'm saying is I've been trying to teach monkeys and apes long division and i'm trying to convey that in half a sentence and that's quite a weird thing to just slip into a joke and hope people go up and get yeah. on board with <laughs> but you know it structurally makes sense yeah no i think it's great i think that will be a great joke and i think it maybe it is 
that you just can't tell yet until you try yeah, it. Who knows? Haven't haven't tried it in front of people apart from you. So, yeah, I like it. I like that one. Well, thanks. What else you got? Well, I got uh, many people believe angry sex is the best, but I don't think we can so quickly dismiss grumpy, sneezy, or bashful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if sneezy is the right one to have in there at the moment, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. So as so that's just silly, right? That's just silly, yeah. That's because that's not you're saying you're having sex with a dwarf. No. I think yeah, that's just silly. But I think because in my head, in jokes like that, I think what I'm saying is I'm a bit stupid and I don't understand that what they mean is being angry and having sex. I'm like, oh, dwarves. We should. You... They should all be included in this joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are they? Are they the best suited dwarves? Did you go through all the different ones? Well, what are the other ones? It's Doc okay. doesn't make sense. Um, happy doesn't really happy. make sense because it's not a weird idea. Yeah. The other ones. Um, I have no idea. Wait, I'm up to five now. No, wait, I'm up to... S- got four in the joke. I've just said two more. How Doc many are there? there? Seven. What's the last yeah. one? Um, I don't four. know. Grumpy, sneezy, bashful. Is there like a dopey or something? I don't know if there is. I don't know. The dopey you don't really want if it sounds no. a bit drug, drugged. It does of. a bit. Maybe um, there's another one. I wasn't allowed to watch Disney films when I was a child, so... Oh, really? I'm, I'm catching up now. And by that, I mean <laughs> Wikipedia is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, did you try that one? I've never tried that one, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> What's next? This is fun. Oh, right. Uh, I've been earning a lot of extra money by doing things like uh, house sitting, cat sitting and babysitting. I'd say my favourite is house sitting because I feel the least guilty about sitting on people's houses. Okay, <laughs> See, that yeah. one just doesn't work because I say sitting about 50 times in that joke. And house. And house. Is, is, but I think I can get to the punchline with one less saying house sitting. I think it's... How can I... Do, I think it's... I've been earning extra money by... Um, cat sitting, uh, house, cat sitting, babysitting, and house sitting. I'd say my favourite. No wait. If I had to choose a favourite, I'd say I'd, I'd say I do feel the least guilty about sitting on the houses. And then I haven't said sitting more than four times in the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard because I was trying to, as I was writing it because that one I haven't tried at all. That was just me trying to think of as well. It's just silly, but there's yeah, no yeah. other word that conveys house sitting babysitting and cat sitting in a way that makes sense and isn't you talking around it like if you yeah go... i mean I, I don't mind the three sittings if a, mm. there's not a sitting in the punchline yeah or maybe but it's perched no that don't like no. that it sounds too weird sat sat is so... basically sitting isn't it i'm just changed but does Wait. it but, but, but mm. rhythm wise does that would that make a I don't feel so guilty sat on a house. Sat, yeah. Sat. Or maybe it's know. a... I, f- I feel the least guilty or I feel like I'm least likely to crush the houses. Yeah. I get... I get asked yeah. back more like if it's a house rather than... Mm. Um, okay, cool. What's next? The next one is not really, well, it's kind of, it would be a one-liner, but linked into the context of some other material. 
so the other bit of material I have that I was going to have in my show and probably will try and have in my show is um, uh, talking about my mum. She had breast cancer recently and she's better now. Well done her. I mean, it wasn't her. Other people did that. But um, she had breast cancer recently. And at one point they offered her a test to find out whether it was hereditary. Uh, and she just got it done because she likes knowing stuff. Uh, and I don't like it at all. You know, when people are like, would you mm. rather know when you'll die or how you'll die? I'm like, no, neither. Go away. Um, but so she got this test done. Uh, and and I was and, and me and one of my sisters, both of us were like, don't tell us the result. We, we don't want to know that result. Keep that to yourself. Um, and yeah. And then she was but she didn't really understand that. Um, but, but the point I'm trying to make is like, I wouldn't want to know if it was hereditary. Yeah, yeah. And so the one, the one liner I have on the end of that is basically, what is, where is it? I don't want to know that. I'm single. I spend enough time on my own um, playing with my boobs and worrying. So <laughs> it doesn't work as a one liner on its own, but it's on the end of a bit. Do you, and so that bit have you done before? I, I haven't really done that bit because I haven't written that... a lot of the beginning of that bit. I yeah, tried cause... it in a super early preview in February or something. Uh, and I had bits about it, but I hadn't written a lot of it. So really it was just me going on stage and saying, my mum has cancer and then being like, why are you all so uptight about that? Um, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so... for me, it's like, it's such that that is such a jump from apes yeah long division it really like you like i guess you you need to have a real good sort of think about how to yeah well to me like that's that's something that i doubt i would be able to unless i would i did a whole like if i was doing a 10 where i was trying out that material it would basically have to be the whole 10 because you can't Mm. just be like and now just drop into this material but that's why so what was the one liner within it so the one line when I need to find it, I'm just trying to do it from memory, which is a terrible idea because I haven't done it since February. Also, um, another thing you might have trouble with is like mm. if, well, one, as a topic, it will be triggering for people, which yeah. is okay, if, like if you approach it okay in the right way. But maybe sometimes people might disagree with your opinion. I think that's the thing. So I have loads of bits that would be in my, would have been in my show and will be in probably my next show, which are mm. about like, is it better to know things or not know things? So like that falls into that context. And oh, that's great if that's a if that's a like a what do you call it a, a section? That, that's a... yeah. Well, I have one of the other bits that probably will end up in it is that the I was going to be in the Tron again as my venue, and I was in the Tron last year. Uh, and during one of my shows last year, this eighty-eight year old man collapsed halfway through the show and we had to stop the show and get the whole audience out and get an ambulance to take him away and i've got a whole bit where basically the idea is i never found out if he was okay like i want to think he was okay but i don't don't know to know you don't want to know if he wasn't i don't want to know if he wasn't and also if i'm trying to find out that fact i think really all i'm trying to do is reassure myself like me finding out whether or not he's okay if i found out he's okay that's great, but that's only going to make me feel better. That's not going to be, that's not going to be have an impact on his family in the sense that they already know what's happened. So mm. it's just about me. And if I find out he's not okay, what am I, my an accessory yeah. to murder? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like you know, was that like you? Was it that? I mean, that if he properly that's so that was well, that must be quite scary. Like yeah, that the quite, weirdest thing that's happened. Quite to you? It, was like, it was quite a scary one because it was halfway through the show and the Tron's quite dark and it's quite like 
you can see the front, but you can't see further back. So basically it was just like, he was nearer the back and someone was like, this man's not very well. And we had to like uh, work out where his uh, family was and stuff like that. It's either that or that is a really good heckle to get everyone out of the gig. Yeah, I mean, hate. maybe he was just <laughs> hating it. Just to a degree where he's like, I cannot wait another 20 minutes to get out of here. Even though I definitely think by the time he'd got out of there, the show would have ended. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah i've had a few quite a few people fall asleep and i've had to mm. sort of make sure they're all right but i've never had anyone actually be ill i don't think well i think i think the thing is in a lot of edinburgh rooms like i like to reassure myself by being like he's probably dehydrated they're all so hot mm. these rooms they're everyone's packed in but you know i don't know that because i never checked um but you do get like so many edinburgh rooms are way too hot and there's way too many people mm. there and a lot of people are running around between shows so quite often they just like not stop to to get food or a drink or anything until they get there yeah. or they're too late but see this feels like quite a, a nice way of linking a show together these yeah i think it could be the only thing i worry about a bit is that a lot of the stuff that i had for my last show is a bit deathy and i don't know how much people are going to want to talk about that when so many thousands of people oh, have died fuck. yeah i didn't think about that and like none of it is obviously because it was written before it happened but none of it's directly coronavirus related but no. if i'm had talking about people had you writ- sorry oh, go ahead <laughs> had you written any jokes about um about that guy that that situation like i if- wrote that I, I wrote like a whole bit about that situation before um lockdown and i sort of hadn't really had many times to try it on stage because it's a bit it's a little bit, it's not that long, but it's a little bit of an odd one to start a set with if you're trying new material or something. So yeah. so it would it would work fine to start an Edinburgh show in the sense that you're mm. like, I'm in the same venue. This is a thing that happened to you last uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Was anyone there type thing? But you can't really go on to be like, hey, is I'm he just doing here? 10 of new material. <laughs> is he Gerald might come in? Back. <laughs> he might come back. Wouldn't that be lovely? He was 88. A, I don't a, know. Sounds like as a ghost though. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> Don't say what if he's coming back. He's haunting the Tron. Oh God, this is a bit dark. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I was thinking like there's, there's something to be had in the idea of like, I'm in the same venue at the same time. If any show at the fringe is going to be haunted, it could be this one. And yeah, I hope yeah. it's not haunted, but you know, if you hear anything. Cause that whole topic of not wanting to know things like you could link review, like anything stories about reviews in and yeah. like comedy related. Cause a lot of people don't like, reading reviews no i don't like reading reviews i never read no no obviously because it's that's the whole thing isn't it that's your exactly that's that's the entire thing but i don't like reading them and one of the things i was sort of going to link in is that i don't like reading reviews and i don't like reading press stuff in general unless it's like adele's going to do this thing and it's just a future thing but my parents absolutely can't understand that and particularly my mum. like she'll read every single thing that possibly comes up to related to me and then will call me and mm-hmm. give me a breakdown and so uh, even literally. when i said don't read reviews <laughs> or if you're going to read reviews of me don't tell me about them she'll be like oh this person liked you and i'm like that's exactly the opposite of what i told you to do <laughs> when, when you just said give me a breakdown do you mean <laughs> As in a breakdown of the review or literally give you a breakdown? Well, I was thinking a breakdown of the review, but I mean, realistically, given that I'm basically saying, don't do this, it makes me unhappy. Kind of both. Because uh- <laughs> <laughs> you could, maybe there's a, a way of fa- a fake bringing it together at the end is you, you there's a review of the show where he collapsed. Yeah. Well, that, I sort of thought that might be a thing. I saw, When I was discussing it ages ago with a couple of other people, they were like, 
maybe you need kind of a, a Chekhov's gun type thing where you've got maybe a letter that for some reason says whether or not this guy is okay and, and you haven't opened yeah. it and it's on stage for some reason. But as I, I don't know if that would detract from it because at the moment it's true. It's just like, it's true in the sense that this guy came, I'm obviously I've changed his name and a few things. So it's not clearly mm. him, but anyone who was at that show would know I was referencing that show. Yeah. And all of the facts of it are the same. Like, and all my reasoning is the same. Like I, I haven't found out because I really don't want to know if he wasn't okay. Um, but I don't want to then undermine it by at the end being like, and here's the reveal. Is he alive? If it's true, if that, if you were to do that, it needs to be the truth. Yeah, exactly. So I do need to but you find could, out. But but you could, because mm. like a letter, so it would seem odd that you'd get a letter. Yeah. But you could ask a friend mm. to investigate and then not yeah. want to know. Well, I thought potentially it it could be that my mum must know because she does so much googling of me. She oh, must have found out. But yeah, but I know that yeah. that isn't an actual real article that exists. So I would then have to actually find out. And she hundred percent would have told you by now. Mm. Being the, what, she would have done absolutely no amount of me telling her I don't want to know stops her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What else have you got down? What else do I have? Oh, I have a. Um, I feel like this is an observation absolutely everyone will have had that I was trying to write into or onliner. Um, so I think I'm just going to bin it and never use it. But it's. I think one of the main reasons that lockdown felt so long is that we were encouraged to sing happy birthday every time we wash our hands. So I'd say I've celebrated about a thousand birthdays since March. <laughs> I've, asked, I've never heard no? a, ver- a version of that. Oh, so, well, maybe I'll keep it. <laughs> so, so with that, yeah, it, it feels more like an observation than a, mm. a one-liner. It's as a in, short observation, I think. Yeah, because you, you find mm. out what the joke is way before the end of it yeah if you know what i mean yeah so. definitely all of the it's all just a yeah it's all one observation as in there's no clear bit of that that's the punchline it's could, just this is quite is funny. there a way of doing it with a reveal so like it's it's could, like, the, tricky like could, the... could the reveal be because i've had to sing happy birthday so many times yeah it kind of is so the I suppose the reveal has to be the real. You can't say happy birthday before the reveal, but then also you need to imply within the reveal that in your head every time you hear happy birthday, a year has passed. Mm. Which, yeah, this might there might be a way to do it. How did you word it again? At the moment, it's just a um... joke. <laughs> Sorry, it should be my catchphrase. <laughs> do that joke again, please, but better. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my heckle. <laughs> I think one of the main reasons that lockdowns felt so long is that we're encouraged to sing happy birthday every time we wash our hands. So I'd say I've celebrated about a thousand birthdays since March. Yeah. So, yeah. So like a way to slightly put it further back would be wash mm. every time I wash my hands, I've had to sing happy birthday. Yeah. Could that be the punch? Is that enough? It could because- be. I think the the only bit of information I think that is it might work. The only thing to me that I worry is lacking there is that I'm implying every time I sing happy birthday, I'm thinking about my own birthday. But realistically, loads of birthdays happen, and you could sing happy birthday quite a lot of times if you were singing it to yeah, other people. Yeah. So it just has to be quite self centered. But maybe it can just be the. I don't know. I like that. That's just a really nice idea. Do you find sometimes it, as you're, you sort of mix and match your sort of styles a little bit with mm. observations and 
one-liners that if you've had a lot of jokes where it's bang 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 with like the reveal yeah and then do one of those even though they find it funny and get it mm. they're still sort of waiting for the the yeah. rhythm of I think I think I find that a bit so like at the one-liner show where we get together a lot everyone there knows you're doing one-liners so you don't need mm. to do any real talk in between in fact they don't really want you to they just want the jokes but yeah. if I'm doing stuff in a normal set elsewhere sometimes even though a lot of it is one-liners I'll put a couple of words in between to to link it so I'll like put a few jokes about my sisters together and then yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's three one-liners it feels a bit like it's a grouping of me discussing my sisters so then if I do an observation afterwards it doesn't feel quite so jarring I think yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that makes sense I found That's when cool. I used to do well I found early on I mean I was definitely a worse comedian so it's difficult to compare but I found early on when I just tried to do one-liners and there wasn't real any logical order to them it was just me doing one-liner and stopping and doing mm. what other one-liner I think Firstly, people are a bit confused because often they don't expect women to do one-liners in the same way. Yeah. Even though a lot of women have incredibly high joke rates, they sort of weave them in a different way. But also, I think, uh, the way I was doing it at least, you're asking people to jump around a lot in their heads. Like, if you, do, if you don't think about the order of your jokes and you're like, this joke requires a bit of knowledge of history, this joke requires that you think I'm single this joke requires this you're sort of every time mm. you've got to they've got to get back into it whereas like resetting yeah whereas if you link a few jokes together they can be in the context of oh you're discussing your parents that's great all of this is about your parents it's, it's funny because I do that and I'll link all mm. my girlfriend jokes together yeah. and stuff like that and it is funny how some people afterwards like maybe I don't know maybe it's just maybe it's friends talking mm. about your act afterwards and they'll they think you've done a routine yeah. on girlfriends it's like no that like it's weird how people don't really see sometimes what what you're doing mm. and it's so such a simple thing to do yeah although I've, yeah because I so I found like when I started to make it seem like most of my one-liners were personal as in most of them somehow related to me in some context people really after a set like that really felt like they knew way more about me even though they they definitely mm. didn't there wasn't more information there I just happened yeah. to put the word I into a few more jokes or to like link them. So they thought I was discussing one topic. So they had an idea of what my opinion was on it. Yeah. But... I once, I once had a bit, so I've got Crohn's and um, I, in my, my one liner show. Mm. So the, the first one liner show that I had a bit about that. Essentially it was like a long one liner Yeah. about me having it, but it was the only thing in the show that was like a, a real thing. Yeah. Which I think people found a bit weird. And then mm. afterwards, I'd get a lot of people coming up to me, usually people who had Crohn's going, mm. have you really got Crohn's? Like, yeah. like concerned that I'd done a joke about it. Because it wasn't even a joke about, it's not like a joke taking the piss out of it. It's yeah. just, it was a joke in around the setting of, you've got to make the most of it if you have something, try and mm. see the positives. So that was the sort of thing. But yeah. I think because all my other jokes aren't real, mm. some people thought I just made up that I got crying. So I thought, who, who makes that up? It's such a weird leap to be a... like, this will be the thing I really want to make up that I have. This is the one piece of yeah. comedy gold. But it's I not think... even like it was wordplay on Crohn's. It's not like yeah. I heard the word Crohn's and thought, oh, that sounds like crows. Let's try yeah. and work out how to make that a joke. <laughs> Such, such an odd thing but yeah i think sometimes people you know they yeah. um well, i think people have to believe that you're in it it's like the stuff where 
I was, uh, I, I hadn't written half of it, but stuff about my mum having cancer. I'm like, people have to, I can't just launch into that and be like, here's three bits of information that they want to sincerely believe that that's the thing about you. So whether or not it is, you have to approach it in the right way. It's like the, like this stuff about this man coming to my show and uh, being ill. Like you have to give it enough time that it they truly believe that you do care about the outcome because you so, saying that yeah. you do doesn't necessarily mean that they'll believe that. I don't think. Do you think if you do a pre some previews and you find that those topics with normal silly jokes don't work, would you mm. try and do a whole show? about a thing and not put one-liners in or i think i think i saw like i think i could I, I would like to do a whole show about one topic so whether it's like I, I quite like and i think my most recent show the one i would have done this year would have pretty much all been about the idea of like is it better to know or not to know yeah i don't know so to me the idea of it not having any one-liners i guess it it might not in the context of it would be difficult to go in and go and then she stopped and did that joke about escapology but <laughs> because of like <laughs> unless you put uh, like it in as a as a, de a device say yeah. you literally say to the audience some of this is quite heavy so Let's after a heavy bit stop and I'm do three do one some... liners yeah, and i feel I like they'd be on board then because i mm. think as well like i tend to if i'm writing anecdotal bits i tend to write them and then i try and sort of highlight all the funny bits within them so i know where the jokes are and then i put in other jokes so i sort of hopefully force isn't the right word but basically i try and force in three or four one-liners that are that work with the story and don't disrupt the anecdote but are definitely one-liners that i can pull out again and do separately at other gigs uh, yeah yeah so in like a tight set yeah so i guess i mean i do i have seen a few shows have you ever seen uh three mics oh the on uh, netflix yeah yeah that, yeah so I, I like that a lot as an idea mm. that it's just such a clear break between here's me doing observational stuff here's me doing one-liners here's me it's just such a clean break in between and i like that a lot and did you think that worked i think it did i think it worked very well because it was so well done there i think as a device mm. used by other people it could be quite it quite easy to make it sort of a bit too easy for them to not have to expand on things or not have to do the hard work around structuring the show but i think that one mm. was so well done and so well structured but does he I, do that all the time now I think or that, was that just for one show i think that was just that one show but wow. i haven't seen his other shows so i don't know no In, yeah interesting interesting device yeah but i do like i do quite like i've seen a, f a few people use the let's pause and do a couple of jokes as a thing to break mm. up a show. I think because yeah. it can work quite well. It's just sort of, you have to, you have to really carefully pick as well. If you're going to try and, if you're going to go with the premise that this show is really heavy and important, I'm discussing such big themes, let's pause and have a joke. You then have to really think about what the jokes are going to be. Cause mm. you could, even though you're going, let's pause, let's do something fun. You don't want to undermine what you've been talking about, but also you yeah. don't want to make the bit that you've been talking about seem incredibly serious and and devoid of humor because it hopefully yeah. there's lots well, that, of laughs in that yeah bit. It's that, just, bit, that stuff doesn't it yeah needs yeah. to be solid and a, a, a good hit rate i think yeah you're right mm. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ett Adele Cliff. Lovely stuff. What a nice joke content uh, focused show. Good one. Yeah, lovely stuff. Thanks everybody who's tuning in and listening. Like I'm getting lots of nice feedback on social media at Jokes with Mark. Um, you even got put over the other day on a tweet. Did you see? I don't think they ta- tagged you in it, Joel. They, they said they liked our banter. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We work hard at it, so... Well, yes. So, um... It just always flows really, really well. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, Joel. <laughs> just, like, really... Uh, anyway, so... Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> We're just what? really good at picking well, up I on each other's cues. Of a... Oh, <laughs> I think that was a bit of fun. Anyway, Joel. Um, Jolio Soul. Um, uh, brand new um, Patreon episodes going up probably by now. Is it, do you think, Joel? Not quite yet. When do you reckon that's going Not up? Not quite yet. It'll be up by the weekend. Weekend. Uh, Patreon special. But there's going to be, a, we're going to open, finally open the taps on Patreon content because um, we've opened the Mark Simmons vault and found all of the old episodes and we're going to give you loads of bonus stuff that you've not heard yeah. before. So get signed up now, patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to next week now, Joel. Me too, Mark. Yeah. And hopefully s- gigs will be cracking on as normal and you should go out and watch some live comedy 27th of September in Brighton. So anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.